This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into a special edition of the Danny Britt Show, our favorite editions to do every year. A playoff edition here on the Danny Britt Show, breaking down the first round of the GHSA playoffs for your defending state champion, Benedictine Cadets. They got a tough road to go here in a bracket if you're if you're on the GHSA website looking up towards the top right, but it's always a fun run to follow along with, and we do have a game to recap from this past week, a game to look forward to uh, coming up this Friday night and to do it all with us, the head football coach of your Benedictine Cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, we appreciate you taking the time, and I know always exciting when 50 to 60% of the other high schools in the state of Georgia have hung up their cleats to be practicing for another week. Yeah, definitely. It's exciting. Playoffs are a little different. You know, it just, it's a new season. It starts over and, you know, everybody around here uh, is, is used to, to being here and, 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 and playing and practicing at this point. And you guys had one more game to wrap up this past Thursday and uh, a game that was rescheduled from earlier in the season against New Hampstead, a really good football team there under Kyle Hawkman. But you guys able to take care of business in a game that it felt like uh, from the start there, Coach, could have been a tight ball game going into the end of the first quarter, but then a sudden explosion of points led by a couple of 60-plus yarders there from Zaquan Bryan really separates this one that you guys weren't looking back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we felt like they had a good punter and uh, who did a really good job with that. And, and the truth is when you have a good punter, uh, you, typically in high school that means it's good for the return guy because uh, he can catch it and do something with it. And certainly when Zaquan gets his hands on the ball, uh, I'm feeling good about it. So um, uh, we we felt like we could get get a return. We did. Uh, Zaquan showed you know what he is and why he's so special, and and then uh, and then did it again. Uh, the next offensive series uh, on buck sweep, just the old traditional buck sweep, and uh, we ran it one time for like six yards. And I heard Coach Coleman and Coach DePhillips, you know, yelling echo. I mean, let's do it again, and and. Uh, they blocked it perfectly, and and then uh, Quan, they, that one safety came up and met him just like he's supposed to do, and Quan ran through him and, and, and took it the distance. So we felt pretty good once we got those 14 because we felt like our defense could could hold from that point forward. I think there was a couple of examples of interesting term you used there, Echo, just, just running it again, especially if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Uh, there's a few times in this game, especially from that flex bone formation, that you guys ran the same plane twice or even – uh, three times in a row there, and it feels like the flex bone as the season has gone on has it's always a part of the offense, but has become a little bit more prominent. Is that just is that something that's more common out of that formation? No, I mean not necessarily. It just is it's who we you know determined to be. We feel like we I've always felt like uh, I was told years and years ago when I first got into coaching that hey if you're going to be in high school coaching you're not going to know what you're going to get you better have a flexibility in your offense and defense to do different things and so that's kind of the way we look at it we go in we have some basics we know we want to do and then and then see what fits to our our kids their abilities and their personality and so that that has started to do it uh, do it we um our guards have gotten better and better all year uh talon waddell and charlie i know have just really gotten good they're the type of guys that can move so they're good in space uh they're converted linebackers tight end type guys 
that we move to guard and aren't necessarily the biggest guys, but they're athletic, uh, play play lacrosse, play other sports, and, uh, and and so they do a good job once they get out in the open of, of being able to block people. So that's really why it's become you know such a valuable part of what we're doing. And going back to this game again, a forty-five to six win there uh, over New Hampshire to finish the season at eight and two. Another outstanding defensive performance. I know Pauly Seeley over for New Hampshire, a really good quarterback, but it just felt like the passing game for them could never find a rhythm. What were you guys able to do successfully to slow down what can be a really fast-paced, really fun kind of uh, almost a pro-style offense there in New Hampshire? Yeah, definitely, and, and, and you're right. Pauly Seeley does a great job. Coach Hockman obviously does a great job, and they attacked where we're weak at and, and did a good job with that, and, and that's how they were able to move the ball, but what we were able to do is shut down the run. And, you know, once that, you, they're limited in what they could do, and they attacked some different things, uh, which we would adjust some. But then when they got into the red zone, we really kind of were able to clamp it down and keep them out of the end zone. And, Coach, it appears, unfortunately, that this regular season is going to kind of be book, bookended by uh, some tough losses for you guys injury-wise. White, you lose uh, to start the season, Lamont Mitchell to an ACL tear, and then it looks like we might be without Ack Edwards going forward. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so so very sad for him. Uh, if you remember last year, he broke his leg in the scrimmage, missed the entire regular season, came back for the playoffs, and then now he's played the uh, regular season, and it looks like we're going to lose him for the playoffs, and that, that is a huge, huge hit. It, Ack is so good at one blocking. He's tough. He's nasty, and that's what he was doing when 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 he got injured. He just was blocking the guy through the whistle, and and you know turned turned his leg wrong. And um, it, but but he does so much catching the ball out of the backfield. He's super super intelligent kid, and can do so many different things. Can adjust. Can adjust on the move. So it's just going to be a huge loss for us, no doubt. And coach, just looking back over this entire regular season, I'm not, I don't want you to yell at me. I don't want you to say, I can't think like that, but it's eerie how reminiscent this regular season was to the last regular season. Just when you look at it on paper, right? You you start with a couple of tough losses. You go eight and two to finish the regular season. You beat up on New Hampstead and it just feels like you're peaking at the right time. I mean, you put any stock in that, or is that just kind of how you guys roll as a program that you're going to play the tough teams at the beginning and hopefully get on track by the end? Yeah, the, you know, I don't put any, I don't believe in luck, so I don't believe anything like that. I do believe it's similar because it's set up similarly. You know, we, we, we want to play really tough teams. We want to play teams that are going to expose us, that are going to make it a, a challenge, that are going to, you know, make us work harder than we even maybe would. So th- there's that. So to have a couple of losses is, is nothing crazy, you know. And then, um, but to me, I don't look at so much of stats and this and that and what everybody's saying. I want to know, is that team getting better each week? If we're getting better each week, then me and my staff are doing our job. And that, that that's how you can look at it. You could take some really talented guys, you know, like you get AAU teams come together. You know, oh, he's a great coach. He won. Well, heck, you put enough super studs together, it isn't real hard to do. But to me, that's how we, we can look as a staff and say we're doing our job if that team is continuously getting better and better each week. And where have you seen this team improve the most from week one to now? Oh, my goodness, there's so many different aspects. Uh, offensive line, I have to start with that. We, we 
replace the entire offensive line. And anybody who understands football knows how hard that is to do. Those guys from last year, for the most part, had played together for three years. So there was that synergy that they had, that understanding of what to do. And when this person, you know, when this person goes in, this person goes out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that group has really come together. And we, I mean, we're, we're rolling down to Miami playing Christopher Columbus week two, you know, against the number one edge rusher in the country. And so uh, they, they've had to get better and continuously work at it. And, and they have, I, I think. We've continuously gotten better defensively, uh, which, you know, I mean, we had, like you mentioned, we had to replace, you know, our Sam linebacker from play one of the season. Uh, and third, Scroggins has come in and, and done an incredible job, and he's a, he's a Division One talent. So, um, you know, in the secondary, we've gotten better and been able to find who, who we feel like uh, that can play there, and it's, uh, you know, Makai Williams has stepped up and started a few games and, and played well as a freshman. Super talented guy. He's still learning. But uh, but the truth is, you know, some of the other guys playing uh, are, are learning too, even though, you know, maybe they're older because they just haven't been, you know, they were second and third team the past few years. So uh, we've improved across the board. Uh, but, I, you know, in those two areas, I think that's been the most improvement. Again, BC finishes the regular season 8-2, and two, region champs now getting ready for the playoffs. When we come back, we're going to preview that first-round playoff matchup against Whitewater out of Fayetteville. We'll do it next right here on the Danny Bridge Show. More Benedictine Cadets football, the Danny Bridge Show. Playoff football coming to Memorial Stadium this Friday night. Christian Gokel alongside the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britt, and it is playoff football time here in the state of Georgia, everybody's got their brackets out, looking at the different matchups, trying to prognosticate who's going to be meeting up where. But, Coach, before we dive into this Whitewater matchup, uh, you guys always do this where you lock in captains for the remainder of the season. And this year, it's Zaquan Bryan, uh, James Moore, and Char- Charlie Iannone there. What was it about those guys that your team uh, saw in them to choose them as their captains to represent them the rest of the way? Yeah, no, it's very proud that that is the only award we give as a football team. Uh, we don't give you know best lineman or MVP or any of that stuff. Uh, we give captains, and we don't give it; they earn it. And and the entire team, trainers, managers, everybody votes, and everybody's vote counts the same, including mine. And um, and it was a clear case where. Uh, well, these three won. Uh, a lot of other guys got votes as they should, and I was proud of that. And, uh, but, um, you know, obviously you start off with, with Charlie Ionone, who has just, you know, been a program guy, worked his butt off, you know, just, just kind of played sparingly on special teams uh, last year and, and, and would come in and, you know, was a backup tight end type and moved to guard, which, you know, is a selfless act in itself. You know, you have to give up your cool number and, you know, and, and maybe, you know, get a new number and, and, and go and, and be under that shoot that Coach Coleman has them under from May until hopefully, you know, second week in December. And uh, he's done that and worked really hard and he's just an incredible leader. He's, I think he's the president of the student body and uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll be one of those guys, you know, that's just going to be a leader his entire life. Uh, James Moore, 
James is just 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 we were again each coach's vote counts just one. It's the same as you know the the freshman that doesn't play a lick. But uh, each coach was excited to see that he won won it because just such an awesome young man that continuously does what he's supposed to leads does the right thing, says the right thing. Uh, not the most talented guy. He plays a backup role for us, plays on special teams for us, does a great job there. And just uh, i tell you what kind of kid he is. He still goes and serves scout team uh, because for, for the offense because he says, you know, when I'm not repping in, because, you know, we'll rotate and do the twos later, he said, I don't want to be standing on the sideline. I want to be helping the team. How awesome is that? You know, who does that? That, that? That's the type of young man he is. And uh, and then Zaquan, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Zaquan Bryan, one of the smoothest athletes I've ever seen. And uh, and just such a nice young man has, has done it for a very long time at a very high level for us. And, uh, and you know, it, that, that speaks for itself. And, again, they'll represent the cadets all the way through uh, these playoffs, and it starts this Friday night in Memorial Stadium as BC welcomes in Whitewater, an 8-2 and team out of Fayetteville, and a really good group of teams in that region. Coach, it's not often when you're a one seed that you're facing off against a four seed that had eight regular season wins. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, no, it's not, and they are a good football team. And uh, in the Abel's Eye on and more scouting report, we uh, each game plan requires a different approach depending on the specific opponent. Investing is really pretty similar. Each of us has our own needs based on a particular situation. That's what AIMA does. They design an investment strategy around your circumstances. Contact them at 912-777-4128 to get more information. Uh, Whitewater is a a good football team, well-coached, really good on special teams, uh, have a couple of guys that can can play, uh, certainly defensively. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a major challenge for us. Now, coming into the playoffs, I know it, it can be easy for things to tighten up a little bit because you do have that in your mind that, listen, it's it's winner go home, right? You have to get the job done that day. But, I mean, so many of these players, Coach, have been there for so many of these games before. I mean, you have to be getting up on almost like full seasons of playoff games for a lot of these players out there. How big is that experience for those guys? It's extremely important. And it's just like I was talking to our trainers about that the other day. And you know how how it is like bowl games for for colleges where you get an extra thirty days of practice. These guys get an extra thirty or more days of practice. Uh, so yeah, by the time they're senior, I mean they're like a six year senior easy. I mean the freshmen that uh, you know have stayed with us, you know from the time they're a freshman, by the time they're seniors, sometimes have gotten two extra years. So a lot of more, a lot more practice, a lot more film study, a lot more reps. Uh, so it's very important. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned getting tight. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I hope that we are in the opposite way. And this is why I, I am such a jerk. The entire regular season, I push, I push, I push, and, and just put a lot of pressure on them. And, you know, and be honest with you, hey, if you don't get it done, next guy will. And then, and then hopefully by the time we get to here, you can release some of that pressure and go play and have fun, and that, that's our goal. Again, just a huge matchup coming up, a battle of eight and two teams there to start the playoff run. And, Coach, we saw the impact of it up in Athens 
uh, this past Saturday when Georgia took down Tennessee, the crowd can, can just be such a weapon. I know Josh Heupel, Tennessee's coach, said that was probably the biggest factor that they weren't ready to deal with was just crowd noise. And I know eight to 10,000 is a little bit different than 92,000, but how important is it to have a loud home crowd at the high school level? Oh, it's extremely important. I mean, just, just having that group, that energy behind you, uh, is so very important uh, to these guys and, and to all of us, really. Uh, so, so we need a big crowd. We need everybody out. You know, I, I, I don't want to even start to think about, you know, we've gotten spoiled and people say, well, I'll go to the next round or two and it may not be one. I mean, we're playing a team with eight wins. Uh, we need we need everybody to come out and really support us and, and, and get loud for us. And, and, and you know, what, what, what's better than watching a Benedictine game on Friday night anyway? You ain't lying, Coach. Before we let you get out of here, I just wanted to talk to you about something we kind of observed during the New Hampstead game this past Friday night. I found it interesting because it feels like this team has played with a little bit of a chip on its shoulder the entire year. I think that might have something to do with who's taking the snaps uh, for you guys and just how he plays the game. But the whole team as a whole, I think they want to live up to what the guys who left last year did. And I don't think, I can't think of a moment that I saw this team blink. And if there's one kind of thing that you can give credit towards towards this team before they head into the playoffs, it's that they're not scared of anything. They're not. And we, we I mean, heck, we, we've been there, done that. We went down to Miami and played a, you know, top 25 team nationally. We, we've gone into Ware County Stadium, which is really cool and, and, and intimidating and played. And, 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 yeah, we lost those games, but, these guys are ready. They believe in themselves. They believe, yeah, like you mentioned, Luke Romahawk's our leader, and that, that dude is that dude is somebody I would want with me in a in a dark alley. I can promise you that he's that type of cat, and uh, they believe in each other and have continued to get better. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited about what we can do. Well, the road to defending the state championship begins this Friday night. Make sure you're out at Memorial Stadium for that one. If you can't, if you're abroad. Somewhere out of state. I'm saying out of state because if you're in state, you better be at the game. But if you're somewhere out of state, you can always listen on the stream or on Savannah 104.3. Coach, we'll see you out there on Friday night, man. Fired up for some playoff football. Yeah, thank you, Christian. I appreciate it once again. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show. Welcome in to the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you back alongside us here. Appreciate Coach Britt uh, joining us there for the first couple of segments recapping that big win over New Hampstead and then taking a look at Whitewater as we do every week. We're joined now by a member of your cadet football team, a guy who plays a crucial role every Friday night and has been a part of some really big plays for the cadets these past few years. Joining us now, senior for your cadets. He's a long snapper for the football team, Joseph Stover. Joseph, appreciate you taking the time, man, and congratulations on another region championship in an 8-2 and two season. Sure, thank you. Now, you guys getting ready for the playoffs here, but Take me back to the regular season, man. I know you've been a part of a lot of really successful teams there for BC. What has it been about this team this year that's carried on that success? Yes, sir. It's really been about um, how we practice. And, you know, last year we had an amazing season that won the state championship. And, you know, they really set the standard on how to be great. And it's really just us trying to follow that up and make sure we can play to that same exact standard. Now you guys getting ready for the playoffs there after a win over New Hampstead to wrap up the regular season. And I know not unfamiliar territory for you guys. Does the approach change at all uh, practice week as you guys head into the playoffs or is it business as usual? 
You know, I think we try and always when the playoffs starts, we kind of take our prices to the next level a little bit. Um, but I think it's it's important to, you know, keep a steady mind and just focus on winning this football game. Now, you guys play a really critical role there uh, along with the kickers and the punters as well. I know you have a lot of guys back there uh, that can get it done, but from the, the, the snapper to holder relationship that you have going on, I think it's one of the more underrated relationships uh, in high school football or football at any level. Just tell me a little bit about the relationship you have uh, with the guys, not only kicking the ball, but holding the ball as well. Yes, sir. Houston Jackson's our holder. Uh, he's been doing an amazing job this season. He, he's a super talented guy. So it's kind of hard to get some practicing with him. So we're always fighting for, for minutes to practice with him. So he's been doing an amazing job this year. And then we have Hudson Grove and Asher Sigmund uh, kicking, and they're also doing an amazing job. So it's really nice to be able to work with guys that take it so seriously. Now, does it change your job whatsoever when it goes righty versus lefty? Because, uh, of course, Asher has uh, kicking with the left and then Hudson kicking with the right. Does that change your job at all? Maybe a little bit. It switches the side uh, my holder's on. But ultimately for me, it's pretty simple. Just get it to the same spot, put it on the middle. I got you. Again, we're joined by Joseph Stover here on the Danny Britt Show. And Joseph, uh, I know you locked in on the playoffs here, but uh, as you're getting ready to wrap up your career, not only as a football player, but as a high schooler, what are you looking to do at the next level? Yes, sir. I'm looking to uh, uh, go to college and hopefully get an opportunity to play some football, either at, looking at South Carolina, maybe Georgia Tech. And, yeah, I just want to make it to the next level. There you go. Joseph Stover, kind enough to take some time with us here. A crucial part of what the cadets are going to try to do, which of course is defending that for a state championship. The run starts on Friday night against Whitewater there at Memorial Stadium. If you can't make it, you can always listen on Sports Radio Savannah 104.3. Joseph, we appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you guys out there on Friday night. Sir, thank you. You've been listening to Danny Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk.